Hi, my name is Jordan, and you are listening to the Great Light Studios podcast. All the episodes you will hear on this podcast are the audio versions of the video content that you can find on the Great Light Studios YouTube channel. If you would like to help support myself and Great Light Studios in continuing to produce this content, there's a few ways that you can do that. You can find information about how to do that in the show notes of this episode. There you will also find links to find us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, and also contact information if you want to reach out. If you enjoy this content or benefit from it, would you consider leaving a five-star review on this podcast? Positive reviews go a long way in helping to get this content pushed out to more people. With all that said, thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I want to know like more specifically like if you are specifically discouraged from like the handicapped you you mentioned yeah. specifically the homeless yeah so was it the handicapped as well handicapped and the elderly and the elderly from what i can remember apparently from what i was told not by the pastor but by korean members you can't preach to them because they are born like that because of a sin wow they kept in heaven wow Here's a couple comments from World Mission Society Church of God members that I want to comment on and talk real quick about in this video. So the first one, if you really want to have eternal life, you need to do what God tells you to do. And another one, brother, it is about keeping the commandments and laws of God. And then he quotes some verses, weekly feasts, yearly feasts for the year, God bless you. And another one, if you truly believe in God, you obey his commands. Sabbath and Passover is just a basic commandment of God. There are many commandments and laws. Then if you don't want to do that, then you are not true believer. And again, God is love and Sabbath is day to worship God. The good for us is to obey the commands of God. So this is something we hear a lot from members, as you can see. This is just a small sample of many comments like this that we get where WMSCOG members will hear what myself and other former members who come and speak on this channel are saying, and they'll accuse us of not being willing to obey God, of disobeying the commands of God. And so they hold to this certain belief about things like Passover, Sabbath, the feasts of God, um, and they believe that those are sort of the ultimate commands. And if you aren't keeping those things or believing about those things the way that they do, then you are unwilling to obey God. You are disobeying him. And ultimately what members often do in the comments is they will condemn us as, as basically following Satan or being on our way to the judgment of hell. But do these WMSCOG members who are making these accusations, do they keep God's commands? Yes, they might think they're keeping things like Sabbath, Passover, and all that. But but when you look at other commands of Jesus that are emphasized and, and given more importance than things like Sabbath and Passover, when you look at these commands and then you compare them to the WMSCOG and their behaviors, do they obey the commands of God? That's the question I want to look at in this video, and I want to show you why it's it's very clear when you look at the WMSCOG, you look at how they function, they don't keep God's commands.
Hello and welcome back to another video. If you're new to the channel, would you consider subscribing uh, if this information is helpful to you? And if you're a returning uh, viewer, then if you would like, comment, do all that kind of stuff, it definitely helps to push these videos out to more people, helps to grow the channel, which in turn helps me to keep making these videos. Uh, so today I want to look at one of the parables of Jesus, the, the parable of the sheep and the goats that a lot of you are probably familiar with. And I think this, this has been something that's been on my mind for several months now in relation to the World Mission Society Church of God, because we get a lot of comments from members who kind of come onto the channel with this presumption, this assumption that, that we, you know, as the WMSCOG members, we are the ones with the truth. We are the ones obeying God and you guys are, you know, following Satan and, and you know, basically on your way to hell because you're not doing these things like Sabbath, Passover, keeping the feasts of God. You're not doing these things. You're not keeping the commands of God. And basically like this, this accusation that we just don't want to follow God. And, and I think behind this, there's a sort of uh, uh, questioning of our, you know, our hearts and our motives and, and this assumption that there's got to be something evil and wrong with us that we just don't want to obey the commandments of God. So what I want to talk about in this video, the reason I want to look at this parable uh, in Matthew 25 is because I think what it has really shown me is just the, the, unbelievable hypocrisy that I don't think these these members recognize or see, but there's just this unbelievable hypocrisy that lies within these accusations that come against myself and even um, other former members who will speak out on this channel. Uh, they also get a lot of these accusations, but this parable really helps to, I think, bring some clarity and, and show that the WMSCOG and these members who are making these accusations are not keeping the commands of God. Now, whether or not I and, and the others that they accuse are truly keeping God's commands or not, that's a question for another day. Um, I'm not here to really talk about that or try to argue for that. What I wanted to show is, hey, these guys who are making this accusation that we're not keeping God's commands, well, they're, they're not either, um, not even close. And so Matthew 25, this is something that I'm sure you all are familiar with, again. But basically, Jesus makes this distinction here between two groups of people, sheep and goats. And he basically says, uh, starting in verse 33, um, he says that he will place the sheep on his right, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me, sick you visited me, was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? When did we see you sick and in prison and visit you? The king will answer them, truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. So the king here obviously is would be a representative of Christ who at the judgment is making this distinction between the, uh, the group who is the sheep, who are being counted as those who live lives that were pleasing to God, that were, that were obedient, and this other group, the goats, who were disobedient. So when he talks to the, to the goats, he says to those on his left, 
Depart from me, you cursed, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. Thirsty, and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger, you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit. You, you did not visit me. Then they will also answer him, saying, Lord, didn't, when did when did this happen? Basically, they said, when did when did we not visit you in prison? When did we not feed you when you were hungry? And Jesus says. Truly I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. These will go away into punishment. So there's this distinction being made between the, the sheep and the goats. The sheep are pleasing and they're being counted as those who obeyed the commands of, of God. Basically, you could say they, they had lived lives that were uh, uh, lived in accordance with what God truly wanted. And what that looked like was that these sheep, these people who were pleasing to God, were they were treating with compassion and kindness these people, the those who were in prison, people who might not even deserve it. Maybe these people were in prison because they did something wrong, but Jesus was commending the fact that they had the compassion and the kindness to go and visit these people. They they took care of the sick, the hungry the homeless, um, they, they, they clothe the, the naked, things like that. And what made the goats goats, what made them not pleasing to God, what, you, what you'll notice in this whole passage is none of this has anything to do with things like Passover, uh, Sabbath, keeping the festivals of God. The, the, the sheep aren't counted as sheep because they were keeping Passover. So, I mean, right off the bat, what do you do with that as a WMSCOG member? You guys are accusing people like myself for not keeping God's commands, for not keeping Passover and things like that. But here, Jesus is commending these people and saying, basically, hey, you guys are blessed and you are welcomed into my kingdom, not because of Passover keeping, not because you kept the Sabbath or anything like that, but because of how you treated people. And so ultimately what's emphasized here, what's emphasized in this parable is that God, what he places the most importance on is, is whether people are loving toward those around them and especially to those who are in need, those who are the lowly, uh, the sick, the, 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 those who need clothes, those who need given food. So again, first off, this has nothing to do with Passover, Sabbath, things like that, does it? I mean, you... You be the judge. Don't take my word for it. You go and scan this passage. Look at the context of it. Look at what it says. Look at what Jesus is emphasizing and take it and ask yourself, what is it about the sheep that make them sheep? Is there anything about this that speaks of Passover keeping and Sabbath observance? These things that the WMSCOG puts so much emphasis on. Is this what that's about? It's, it's not. This has nothing to do with that. These people are welcomed into the kingdom of God completely without any mention of keeping Passover and things like that. They're, the basis for which they are invited into the kingdom of God has everything to do with how they're loving people and nothing to do with whether they're observing these, uh, these old covenant feasts and festivals. That's, that's the first thing. The second thing is, is the WMSCOG obeying, walking in obedience to this this commandment, I think you could say, that's being sort of communicated here. I think what this is emphasizing is that what Jesus uh, values most and what God, what the commandments of God really are, is that 
not not that you're doing these external things, but that inside of you, you you have been changed into the sort of person who loves other people. And when other people come into your way, when you have the opportunity to take care of and love other people, you do it. You don't have you don't have a heart that would see somebody in need, and you have the opportunity and the ability to help them. And you you in selfishness or just a lack of love and compassion for them, you neglect them uh, for whatever reason. And so is this, does, does the WMSCOG obey this? This thing that distinguishes between whether you're a sheep or a goat, does the WMSCOG obey it? Does the WMSCOG care for the homeless, the, the, the stranger, the naked, those who are in prison? Well, I've heard time and time again, testimony after testimony from former members of this group that no. In fact, many members were directly told or, or either indirectly or directly told that you should not preach when members are sent to go out and preach. They were taught to not preach to groups like the homeless, the handicapped, and, and so on. So it's these people who Jesus emphasized as the, the types of of people that we should indeed be loving and helping, these people, uh, again, from testimony after testimony that I've heard, I think it could be said that the WMSOG, from at least from my experience, from what I've been told, from all the information and evidence that I've been able to gather, they they neglect these people and they they teach their members to neglect these people. Because they said Oregon's done with their gospel work, but you know, I've since learned since I left that uh, they're still expanding. They're still preaching in Oregon. So it's, and, and, but, you know. And not the homeless either, right? Those people are done. Oh no, no homeless, no so disabled. So there's certain people of the seven billion yeah. who are not really eligible to be part of that seven billion. Correct, correct. You're not really right. preaching to the seven billion people, yeah. Handicapped people, gay people, right. homeless people. Right. Their souls don't matter to God. There's been stories that I've heard where the homeless would come into a Zion or would come into the, the WMSCOG church during one of the services only to be quickly escorted out of the building and not welcomed in. Ridiculous. And when I was a member, I saw, I saw one time a man who was clearly homeless. He walked into the church building when we were having like dinner time and he asked for, you know, if he could eat with us. And the two of the brothers quickly came in and escorted him out. So it's well, that wouldn't happen yeah. in most Christian churches. Um, and, and oftentimes I, I am convinced that it's because of their their status because it, they, they don't make the church look good. I think groups like the, the elderly, the handicapped, the homeless, um, the WMSOG, it is my belief that they do not want to to preach to these people because they don't really have any value to add to them. They don't make the church look good. Uh, and they're just going to be a burden. You know, it, it goes back to James too, the brother of Jesus, who said, "Don't, don't just when you when you're eating a meal or whatever, don't invite you know the person who has fancy clothes and who is rich and respectable. Don't invite that person to have like. Don't say you come and sit here at the best spot, but you guys who are poor, you don't look so good. You know, you're crippled and lame. You go take." You take the back seat, or maybe just sit on the floor and let the more important people sit up front. Like that, that is like, I can tell you that grieves the heart of God beyond words. Like that is so against everything Jesus taught. Jesus said, blessed 
or the poor in spirit. Before he taught his greatest teachings, you know, the greatest sermon, arguably, ever preached, Sermon on the yeah. Mount, he, he opens it up by saying, blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are those who are persecuted. He says, blessed are those who are the, the crippled, the lame, the blind, the weak, those who who enter into this world and they have less than other people. Like, those are people who, that's what moves God's heart and compassion. And that's the ones that Jesus associated himself with. It wasn't the people who had it all together and had the money and had the clothes and thought they were all this and that. Yeah. There's also been, you know, I think what is taught probably fairly often, I know this is something else that I've, I've heard that I believe is most likely true, that the WMSCOG will even teach that the reason that these people are in the condition they're in, the reason they're homeless, the reason they're handicapped, the reason you should not preach to them is because they're in this condition because of their great sin in heaven, um, that, that they committed some uh, horrendous sin in heaven, and that's why God put them here on the earth in the condition they're in. It, it's really just a judgment of God because of their sin that they're in that condition. So don't waste your time preaching to them. Don't waste your time ministering to them. Um, these are the sort of things that this group will will say about the homeless and handicapped. From what I can remember, apparently, from what I was told, not by the pastor, but by Korean members, we can't preach to them because they are born like that because of a sin wow. they committed in heaven. Wow. Okay, so you have Jesus in the Gospel of John. The disciples encounter this blind man, and they say to Jesus, Jesus, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus says, it wasn't, it wasn't this man's sins or his parents, but it was for the glory of God. And so they're just kind of whitewashing all these people, saying, no, they're this way because of their sin. And so what, what I'm hearing over and over, and what you're telling me is it's the poor, the crippled, the lame, the handicapped, the 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 people who don't really have much to offer, that they say don't. Because they can't. They say because they're no use to the gospel. They can't preach the gospel. Wow. So, all that to say, the WMSOG does not obey this. This thing again that de determined whether the sheep got into the kingdom or or whether the goats were sent into punishment. Uh, the WMSOG doesn't doesn't obey it. They, they uh, very blatantly disobey it, I would say. So in Mark 2.17, Jesus said to the man who had invited him, so Jesus had been invited to eat supper with somebody, he said, when you host a dinner or a banquet, do not invite your friends, your brothers, or relatives, or rich neighbors, otherwise they may invite you in return, and you will be repaid. But when you host a banquet, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind, and you will be blessed since they cannot repay you you will be repaid at the resurrection of the righteous. So Jesus valued giving attention to, showing compassion to people who would, you know, very often be in the society of that day and in our society today be overlooked or counted as not being worth our time. The people who can't or couldn't bring value to you or your organization, Jesus commended and emphasized the importance of still loving and, and showing compassion to these people, caring for them, not because of anything they might be able to do for you or add to you, but simply because of you valuing them as uh, the creation of God, as, uh, as those who bear the image of God, loving people and caring for them as you love yourself. 
And I just, when I hear stories about the WMSCOG, I just hear time and time again, this, these are things that Jesus so emphasizes over and over. There's such an emphasis put on these things. And these are things that the WMSCOG just completely disregards, has, has no real value for. Um, and, and I don't, I don't see evidence. If, if there's evidence that the WMSCOG cares for the, the lowly, in our society today, the handicapped, the homeless, uh, people like that, people that are in need, people that are hungry and naked, uh, need clothes, um, those who are in need. Does the WMSCOG, do we see evidence, former members, did you ever see evidence that the WMSCOG placed real true value on these people? They put so, so much value on things like Sabbath keeping and Passover observance. But show me, show me one time in, in the New Testament or the epistles where Jesus puts even close to the emphasis or the importance on keeping Passover as he puts on how people love and serve and take care of those in need. There is so much more of an emphasis put on how we are loving other people than there is on whether or not we're keeping these Old Testament f- festivals and feasts. I mean, and I would argue that even in the Old Testament, if you actually understand the, the purpose of keeping these festivals and feasts and, and things like the Sabbath, it was ultimately to help to bring your heart into this place where it was your heart and mind were able to be in a place of recognizing and understanding who God is and what he's done for you so that you could then be energized and motivated to go out and love other people. So I would say even the purpose of keeping the Passover and the feast and keeping Sabbath, they're not just an end unto themselves. It's not like God like God gets anything out of just, just keeping these festivals, doing this outward activity. It's that it, it, they were meant to do something inside of us to, to help change the people of God into the kind of people that, that look like and behave like children of God. And ultimately what that looks like, since God is love, according to 1 John, that looks like being loving people to those who come in your path. Again, this parable shows that that is what ultimately uh, is important in the final judgment. That's that's what determines, in, the, in this instance, in Matthew 25, that's what determined whether one was a sheep or a goat, was how they treated other people. And so the WMSCOG, I would say, all this to say, the WMSCOG claims to obey God. They claim to have this, this great allegiance to the commands of God and to place such in uh, uh, high reverence the commandments of God. But do they really? Do they really keep the commands of God? And if you're a member watching this, if you're especially if you're one of those who are so often coming to the channel and commenting on videos, accusing myself and other former members of breaking the commands of God because we don't we don't believe what you believe about Passover and Sabbath. Well, again, we could we could argue about that and argue about whether or not that us not keeping Passover in the way you do is really breaking the commands of God. Let's do that another day. What I want to ask right now is: Are you keeping these commands of God. Because, you know, there, there's a verse in James that I remember that says, if, if you keep all the commands, but break even the least one, you're breaking all of them. So you can keep your Passover and your Sabbath and all that all day. But if you are not obeying these things, if you're not loving, if you're not putting this, this importance that Jesus put on taking care of the homeless, the handicapped, the, those who are the lowly of this earth, if you're not loving them in the way Jesus 
emphasized and taught his disciples to love these people, then can you really say that you are keeping the commands of God? So I would just encourage you who are making these accusations. Next time before you you sit down at your computer and you start to type out this comment that 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 makes an attempt to exalt yourself over other people as being those who are truly keeping God's commands because you're keeping all these festivals and things and 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 then looking down on those who aren't doing what you're doing and and very often condemning these people to to hell saying that you you know because you're not keeping Passover and Sabbath because you're not keeping the commands of God you're on your way to hell you're following Satan yada yada uh, that whole spiel that we hear all the time before you sit down and make those accusations, ask yourself, am I keeping the commands of God? Am I keeping all of the commands of God? Am I placing importance on the things that Jesus placed importance on? If you were one of the people in this parable of the sheep and the goats, where Jesus is is making this distinction between those who had been living lives that were pleasing to him and those who are not, look at, look at what it was that was making that distinction. Did it have anything to do with Passover? Did it have anything to do with keeping the Sabbath? No, it did not. It had to, everything to do with how you were treating the homeless, how you were treating the handicapped. How are you treating those who need your help, who, those who need compassion, even those who may not deserve it? And so before you sit down and write an accusatory, condemning comment, ask yourself, if you were, if you were one of the ones standing there before this king making this distinction between sheep and goats, which one, on the basis uh, that he made those distinctions, again, taking care of those people in need, would you be a sheep or a goat? Which one would you be in? Because again, this it had nothing to do with Passover and Sabbath. So are you keeping the commands of God? Before you accuse others and before you continue to accuse me, and, and people who are supporting this channel of not keeping the commands of God are you, is the WMSCOG. And, and not just you, but the, the leadership, you know, the WMSCOG leadership and the organization as a whole. I would say you can look at this, this passage that we've looked at today, the sheep and the goats. You can look at the other parables and you can see that Jesus placed this emphasis and this importance on loving and caring for these groups of people that the WMSCOG entirely, entirely, I would say, uh, neglects. Uh, from from what I've heard, from all the evidence I've been given, that's that's what I think is, is the fair and accurate thing to to say. They do not care about these commandments of God. The WMSCOG picks and chooses. They'll 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 make these great boasts about how they keep the commandments of God, but ultimately they are picking and choosing which of the commandments they want to to value and which are the ones they want to devalue. And it's just, it's mind-numbingly uh, just crazy when you hear members that are are so so dogmatic in their condemnation of people who don't keep these, these festivals and don't keep these laws and regulations that they value as so important, while all the while they're completely neglecting things like, like this, these other things that Jesus emphasized so much more than he emphasized uh, uh, these other regulations and rules. So it's just such an example of how Jesus talked about how the Pharisees, they would strain out a gnat and swallow a camel. They would, they would put so much of a focus on these, these things that, yes, you could argue have, have some importance, but they're not the most important thing. 
and the Pharisees would emphasize and just grab hold, just get this death grip tight hold on these things that were just not the most important thing, and they would completely neglect the most important thing, which Jesus said were things like love, compassion, mercy, kindness. And so they would grab onto these things, completely ignore the, imp- the truly important things, and then they would cast this condemnation on those who weren't putting this emphasis and this importance on these, these more insignificant things. Um, they would condemn those who, who weren't placing value on these lesser things, uh, the value that they were placing on them. And so this is, this is just exactly what the WMSCOG is doing. And I think it is very clear uh, and, and just very straightforward that no, the WMSCOG can, can claim all day that they're keeping the commands of God, but they're not. Um, they are not keeping commands of God. They're not keeping that which is uh, truly most important to God, which is loving, serving others, taking care of those in need. So I hope you found this video helpful, and I would encourage you, especially if you're a member of the WMSCOG, go and look at this parable yourself. Go and look at the parable of uh, the sheep and the goats. You're going to have to, and I'd ask you to take off the lenses of the WMSCOG as best as you're able. I know we all go into the Bible with assumptions and, and biases. Try to approach these, these passages with an open mind and ask yourself, you know, this isn't about whether I'm right or you're right. This is about, you know, if, if we believe that the Bible is something, has something to say to us as a message in a sense from the God of the universe, then we should be interested not in what the WMSCOG says, not in what I say. Don't take my word for it. Go and look at what the Bible says. Go and look at what these passages say. And you try to figure out for yourself examine and and test what I'm saying and what the WMSCOG is saying and find out for yourself, what does this parable really mean? And and is it telling the same story that the WMSCOG is telling? Um, I think if you do that, I think if you really approach these, these passages of scripture with an open mind and you're truly trying to find what they actually mean without bringing into it all the assumptions of all the the Bible studies that the WMSCOG has given to you, I think you will conclude that the the Bible tells a different story than the one the WMSCOG tells. And and the commandments of God, what you think are the most important commands, what you think it, it looks like to keep God's commands and to be obedient and pleasing to him, I think the Bible would have a a different idea of what that should look like. So that's all I have for today. Thank you all for watching. I do hope this was helpful. I hope it made sense. Let me know in the comments. I hope if this was confusing at all, I do hope that you're you're understanding here what I'm saying, because I think there's something significant here. I think, you know, this is just one example of so many where if you just can take um, passage after passage in, in throughout the Bible and very quickly see that what it says entirely disagrees with, with the WMSCOG and, and uh, you know, contradicts it time after time. And so, yeah, thank you for watching. Um, as always, I appreciate those of you who would like the video, comment, and subscribe to the channel if you're not already. All that definitely helps me out a lot, helps the channel um, to grow, helps me to keep making these videos. So with that, I will see you all in the next one. Maybe some Zions do welcome homeless and handicapped. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to whitewash this as every single church. There's always going to be the exception. But-
But we've heard it from so many ex-members across the country, it doesn't happen. There's enough evidence to say that, okay, maybe your specific Zion does. I, I would question that and I, I would want to see some evidence that that's happening in a meaningful and substantial way. But even if that is the case, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt there, but if that's the case, we still have overwhelming evidence and testimonies from multiple multitudes of other people from England and from all over the country that say that they're they're told to not preach to these people. Right. And, and, so, and one more thing, if, if you guys fix that, because you're trying to do your, you know, good works for your fragrance, you know, you want to do like, uh, um, you know, your beach cleanups and your blood dries and all of a sudden now you're going to start suddenly caring for the homeless. Well, guess what? You haven't done it for a long time. You know, God's true church has not been doing this for time. Directed by, right from God, where, where's that presence been until, if you always ever make a change, why weren't you doing it from the day one? And to do it, and to now start doing it, as, as I think the WMSCOG does with multiple things, they'll, they'll, they'll hear their criticism and critics, and then they'll start to respond exactly. and start to fix those things. To do that is the, the, is about the clearest example you can see of, of what Jesus said not to do, which is doing your good works in, to be, be seen. seen by others. Like you're being seen you by others reward. that you're not doing these good works. So your your core motivation to begin doing these good works is people are seeing that we're not doing it. So we got to start doing this. Like that's not, that's not what God's asking of you. That's not what Jesus wants from you. Jesus doesn't want you to go help the poor and, and simply because people are criticizing you for not doing it. 